welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Job Talk, the podcast with practical advice for mid-career professionals. I'm Kat. And I'm Liz. And today we are talking about the very exciting topic, but critical topic of background checks. Kat, to make sure we're all kind of on the same page, let's define what a background check means. A background check is a standard process for most firms. Mm-hmm. And usually it's so, and, and usually they're farmed out to companies that perform background investigations, background check, yeah. background investigation. And so usually for most companies I have worked at, they will take either an application or a resume, and then they will verify education, employment, mm-hmm. and often criminal records. Mm-hmm. So a background investigation is is pretty standard these days, mm-hmm. and we want to do a quick little episode today <laughs> to tell you what to do and what mm-hmm. not to do with a background investigation, because we both have number, a number of stories where we <laughs> have had to either rescind offers or even when someone has started a job and then the background investigation comes back complete and have to let people go because there was a discrepancy on, on the background investigation. And that is just, it's, it's, it's really a horrible situation. It's, it's obviously horrible for the candidate or the employee, Mm -hmm. but it's also not, not a fun thing for the person who has to do it, which is generally the HR person. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes the recruiter does it, but so, yeah, we just want to be really straight up today and tell Mm -hmm. you to be honest yeah. With background investigations, because usually when when people are honest, mm-hmm. it's going to give them a, a a foot up in the process and it will establish trust. So, yeah. Um, what do you want to add to that, Liz? And when they're not honest, it does the opposite. Yeah, right. Um, but I would say a couple things. Most offer letters are contingent on background checks. Upon contingent upon successful completion of background investigation. Oh, <laughs> I think you've seen an offer letter in your career, Kat. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and Part of the background check can also sometimes be the reference check. Mm-hmm. And so we're not going to go too deep into references, but when someone asks for your references, you want to make sure they're positive. Because if I talk to someone and they're like, oh my gosh, Jane is the worst. Mm-hmm. I may say, I don't want to hire Jane now. That reference really scared me off of Jane. Mm-hmm. So that is part of the background check, even though that's not usually done by the agencies that do background checks. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's, exactly what Kat said. It's criminal. Some company, different verticals, different jobs, you know, they might do credit. They might do different versions of criminal. They might go FBI check Mm -hmm. versus a, you know, data records check, whatever. But there's Mm -hmm. usually some kind of, is this person, has this person been in trouble with the law check? And it depends really on the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're, if you're looking for positions within financial services or mm-hmm. even government, uh, and even some technology companies who have lots of government contracts, mm-hmm. they have to be in compliance. In, yep. in, in, there are certain re- requirements that they have. So mm-hmm. they may be meteor um, background investigations, but you, you're going to know that from the get-go. Yep. Yeah. And, and you, can always, you can always say what, you know, if you're not clear on what, the, what the background investigation includes, you can always ask that as part Mm -hmm. of the process. It's not a question that is going to get you in trouble. It shouldn't. 
But at the end of the day, what we want you to take from this is that you can't mess with background checks no. and your employment rides on it. And like, as Kat said, it can take a while sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. start. I mean, I worked for a company where we went through the FBI. Those could take months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've had the situation where three months into a job, it's, uh, you forgot to tell us mm-hmm. about the drug dealing charge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah, maybe it was when you were in college, mm-hmm. but you were arrested. And when we said, have you been arrested? You didn't say yes. Mm-hmm. So these things can bite you in the butt well into your job. Mm-hmm. And you have to know that. I have seen candidates get positions. Mm-hmm. With, and these are for positions that on the job description ask for degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen candidates get positions without the degree, as long mm-hmm. as they're honest about it. Sure. Um, I've also seen candidates who have had legal issues in the past, uh, perhaps a DUI or perhaps, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, perhaps some other kind of situation uh, yep. that might have happened years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, I did come mm-hmm. across someone where there was a battery situation with mm-hmm. someone who was in college. OK, yep. and this was like 15 years later. Yep. And he wrote it all out. Yeah. And he explained the situation. The hiring manager at, did have a conversation with him about mm-hmm. it. And yeah. because he disclosed the information, he was hired. And that's totally. that's the whole reason why we're doing this episode today is to encourage you to know that it's okay to be honest. And and if you're honest and you don't get the job, it may not be because of that kind of investigation. Mm-mm. No, but if let's say you completed coursework, but you don't have a diploma, you can't say that you have a diploma. You can't Mm -hmm. say that you have a degree or if there's a financial hold on your degree or something like that. When they call the school and say, did Jane get her BA in art history? And they're like, nope. That is the thing that I've seen happen the most. Yep. And and the saddest thing for me is Mm -hmm. watching people who would have the job who, who, you know, the position wasn't even required. Didn't the position didn't even require Mm -hmm. a degree. Yep. And yet they're not going to get hired because they lied. And that that's just such a horrible way to start a job having to navigate that you've lied. Well, and then you get unemployed Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you say you have the degree. The school says you don't have the degree. Mm -hmm. You can't explain the discrepancy. Mm -hmm. They say, Sorry, you didn't pass the background check and now you're out of a job. You've probably quit your other job and now you're hosed. And why? Right. It's just not worth it. Now, I have seen the situation and this is a caveat, right? Where like I completed everything I walked and there's a financial hold on my degree Mm -hmm. and maybe I don't even know it. I've seen this for Mm -hmm. especially for some junior folks. And when it came back. And then they found out, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know. That's different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you can prove it and, oh my God, you know, like I've seen it where the person literally didn't know. Didn't know there was a $250 hold. Right. And they were like, oh my gosh, let me take care of this immediately. And within 72 hours, it was taken care of. But I've also heard a story of someone with that same situation, not getting the job and getting let Mm -hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Because they say, nope, you lied. Now, that mm-hmm. person, unfortunately, didn't lie. If I was the HR person, if Kat was the HR person, mm-hmm. we would have been understanding. Right. There, are, But if you're like, yep, got my BS in 2012, and the school's mm-hmm. like, uh, we haven't seen that cat since 2010, mm-hmm. yeah, no job for you. 
it like, yeah, much clearer. If you do have some coursework, right. You can say mm-hmm. the years that you had, you went to school. Sure. You should be able to remember the years that you went, you know, that you were in school, but even you if should. you can't remember exact the years, you can say approximately yeah. early mm-hmm. 2003 to 2005, you know, you can, you can give an approximate, I, I would recommend writing a prox in front of it. Same with, mm-hmm. um, same with, if you don't, you know, if you don't have the records of when you left a job, I mean, it's a, it's a best practice to know that people though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Add it to your resume, keep, you know, keep good files, but just in case you haven't right. moving forward, you want to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't, it's okay to say approximately mid, you know, yeah. sometime in the summer of 2007, I left this role. And then I started at the new role yeah. in the fall or whatever. Just say a prox. Yeah. You yes. know, but saying that it's my best guess or I don't mm-hmm. remember or whatever. I mean, when I was doing my background check for my job, I couldn't because at VMware, I was there for nine years and we had different payroll companies. I was yes. a contractor the whole time. Right. So I technically never worked for VMware. Right. I worked and I couldn't remember. I knew that the company switched. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember the name of company number one. I like was digging through emails. Did you have to go back through tax returns? <laughs> I did. And, but like, I could have totally failed my background check, but I could have also totally like explained it. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? And so that it's just, again, it's just different. It's like, mm-hmm. I work for, who can, I don't know who paid me. Go if ahead. you have something weird, if you have some, if you have like a story or something, you want to disclose it along with the background investigation. Yeah. Just, you know, that's the, that's the best thing to do because mm-hmm. The people that you want to work with, the company, the, the companies that you want to work with yeah. are hopefully going to have a little bit of heart and understand that, you know, that you've disclosed the information. And if it's something mm-hmm. that isn't going to impact your role, yeah. like a, you know, I don't know, a DUI from 15 years ago, and you, you've yeah. never had one again. Right. I, I personally would not hold someone against that as long as they're maybe mm-hmm. not driving. Maybe if they were a driver, I might have more concerns, but disclose and people usually are going to be reasonable. Totally. Bottom line. We're saying if you lie, you lose the role. Now, Kat, what about like embellishing titles or, you know, like the company had you mm-hmm. as like mm-hmm. happiness person. You're like, well, I mm-hmm. am never getting a job as happiness person. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to change that to culture manager or whatever. What if your actual title and your title on your resume or LinkedIn don't match? Well, I think, I think that's okay. Okay. I think that a resume is a marketing tool. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if I agree. if you happen to have a title, you know, senior salesperson, right? But but you're actually an account manager. And yeah. so it's a it's a different kind of role, but really your title at the company, that that was how the the title was given to you at the company. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to write on your resume, to have on your resume the the, the title that is going to make the most sense for your job, the title where the job description is going to, going to make the most sense. And, and that's really the type of role that you had and the company had a funky way of of calling the titles. However, if your background investigation is a, is an application that you fill out on the application or on the thing you sign for the background Mm -hmm. investigation, call out those indiscrepancies on my resume, you know, on my resume at X company, Mm -hmm. the title says a, but the title was actually B. Right. So call like, it out just to just to make people aware of it, you know, happy to discuss further. Totally. Like if you want to be a software engineer, but you're called like a cloud operations manager or something like mm-hmm. weird, mm-hmm. but your resume might say software engineer because more people are going to be searching for a software mm-hmm. engineer than whatever else I said. Mm-hmm. So know your title, 
at your company. Like know what your company has you in their system as. And when you're filling out the background check form, make sure to use the system titles. But that said, there is a way to explain differences in that. That is different from I didn't work there to, oh, well, yeah, their system says cloud operations manager, but I was a software engineer. It's the same job. Mm -hmm. I think that that explanation is good and it's totally okay to to standardize your title. Just if there's going to be a discrepancy, just acknowledge it. Totally. But Kat, do you embellish? If I'm a junior accountant, do I write lead accountant? Because that's the job I want. Mm. Are you asking me, do I embellish? I would say no. Um, (laughs) Would you advise others? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, I might lead with some of my accomplishments Mm -hmm. that that are more Mm senior-like. But if you're, you know, if you're a junior accountant and... Generally with accountants, I've done a fair amount of recruiting for accountants. So generally there are pay grades along with that are tied into years of experience. A junior accountant maybe has one to three years experience Mm -hmm. and, you know, an accountant has three and a senior might have three to five or, Mm -hmm. you know, generally there's a progression. So there's gradations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally agree. But again, there's a difference between changing the words to make it more searchable mm-hmm. or understandable mm-hmm. and lying. Yeah. You've got yeah. two years of experience and you're calling yourself lead accountant. You know, even though you might trouble. be in a senior role with, you know, you might be functioning in that role, but be honest about your title Yep, and focus on your accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are that good at what you do, it's going to come across in your technical mm-hmm. knowledge. For sure. For sure. So Kat, the arrest thing. Mm-hmm. We said you have to claim it. Mm-hmm. Generally, it's felonies. They don't ask about misdemeanors. Okay. Yes, so if it's a misdemeanor, really you're in luck. Well, know what they're looking for. Yeah. Make sure, generally, a background investigation will, will ask you if you've had any felony arrests. Mm-hmm. They'll want to know the date and tell you, you know, a little bit about it. So as long as it says, do you have any felonies? You do not have to list misdemeanors. Right. If you have felonies and you do not list it, there's a very good chance that you won't get the job. Or your job will get taken away because sometimes those take a long time. Right. Right. Sometimes they do take some, you know, they're, this is kind of an automated process where they go, like I've had companies, I worked for companies where they would do court checks uh, for every county that the people Mm -hmm. lived in. Yeah. So some people move around a lot. And if that's the case, those take longer. And sometimes companies choose to go ahead and have someone start a job. And that's, you know, that's the hardest thing to have to, to have to rescind an offer after after someone started. And both Liz and I have done it. And the Uh, whole reason for this, uh, for this episode is to just, is to tell you what to do and what not to do. And as long as you're honest and, and when you're signing something, make sure that, if there's any discrepancy on your resume or anything, make sure that you you give the correct information on the application or the background investigation, and you should be fine. And know what kind of checks they're doing. Yes, because and it's okay to ask. It is okay to ask because, like, the company that was doing the FBI checks, I'd see a drunken disorderly from college, mm-hmm. and I'd see, did they say I was arrested in mm-hmm. 1992 for yep. drunken disorderly? I'm not going to not hire you because you were a dummy in college and got crazy, you know, 
Yeah. And I would say the party, the majority of people making those decisions aren't going to be take issue with that. No. So it's better to, it's better to disclose than to be surprised or to surprise the employer. Exactly. And that's really, that's really the the nuts and bolts of it. Be honest, no surprises and you'll keep your job. And that's the goal. So that's it. If you have questions, realjobtalk at gmail.com. And until next time. This is Real Job Talk, the podcast with practical advice for mid-career professionals. Our website with all Real Job Talk related information is realjobtalk.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topics you'd like to talk about, and Real Job Talk stories. And you may find them featured on a future episode. Use the website or email us at realjobtalk at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Job Talk. And on Facebook and Instagram at Real Job Talk Show. My name is Kathleen Nelson Troyer. You can find me on Twitter at Daily Cat. And on LinkedIn, I'm Kathleen Nelson Troyer. And I'm Liz Bronson. On Twitter, I'm Liz B. Consult. And on LinkedIn, I'm Liz Bronson. Real Job Talk is produced by John Mark Troyer. Our graphic artists are Lexi and Zachary Bronson. And thanks for joining us. Until next time.